Well, I'll start with myself. I had a fantastic weekend. And that I'll, I'll just I'll 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 keep it there. I, I could go on and on about my weekend. But that is not why we are here today. Th- this was this was really a huge weekend. Okay, so um biggest news of the weekend Jeffrey Epstein is found dead in his cell. Now, I haven't discussed Jeffrey Epstein at all um so far um but I had to do it today because um the new question is okay which way does the case turn but that's that's not the number that's not the number one thing I wanted to look at at this instant okay so here is a situation um this is this is by this is from CNN Medical examiner performs autopsy on the body of accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. So I'll I'll go I'll go through the article. I'll do what I usually do. I'll go through the article and then I'll comment either throughout or afterward. Okay. Um A medical examiner on Sunday performed an autopsy on the body of accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein, who died of an apparent suicide over the weekend while in custody, officials said. Epstein's cell was not regularly monitored the night he is believed to have killed himself, a source with knowledge of Epstein's time at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York told CNN. The medical examiner's determination is pending further information. Dr. Barbara Sampson, chief medical examiner of the city of New York, said in a press release, a private pathologist observed the autopsy examination at the request of Epstein's representatives, which is routine, Sampson said. Uh, Epstein, who was 66, was in the special housing unit in a cell by himself when he was found dead early Saturday. He initially had a cellmate But that person was removed for reasons unknown, the source said. (laughs) This this is just a crazy story. It's protocol for inmates coming off suicide watch not be placed alone in a cell, according to the source. Protocol within the Federal Detention Center's special housing unit is for guards to check on inmates every 30 minutes. If the inmates appear to be asleep, protocol states guards should make sure they're okay, the source added. If guards falsified documents saying they made rounds when they didn't, there's a chance for criminal prosecution, the source said. The two guards that were at the special housing unit were both on overtime. According to the source, one was working a mandatory overtime shift. The other was working his fifth overtime shift of the week. The Federal Bureau of Prisons declined to comment Sunday. Here is here is statement of... Probably of August 2019. No foul play is suspected in Epstein's death. A federal official told CNN Saturday. The Bureau's release called it an apparent suicide and said the FBI is investigating. Um, okay. I have, I have to go on right here okay let's just let's just let's just let's just think about this let's just think about the situation and who Jeffrey Epstein was and um just, you know think about the fact that it was earlier where he had found he was found in his cell earlier um, earlier during this whole trial and this whole mess, um, they looked at him and, you know, there, he was found in his cell hurt. 
there were, you know, he was, you know, he had been, you know, he was banged up for, for what, whatever the reason, okay? So, that right there was already a sign, okay? Uh, two, this guy was alone. Um, three, which, which he wasn't, he's not supposed to be by himself. Um, three, okay, let's just, how can, I just, I don't, I'm trying to be objective here. I don't know how you can see no foul play or suspect no foul no foul play. That that doesn't that doesn't even seem possible. There's no video. There's, there's, there was a, there's another article that said there's no video of his death. Okay, so there's no footage. There's no he didn't have a cellmate and um he's not supposed to be by himself. Um, and they had just released some names from, from the, from, you know, locked up files. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert and I, I'm not an expert in this case. I know the, pretty much the bare minimum about the case, but I'm going to say this. I would bet that there was some foul play here Pro- protocol protocol wasn't followed protocol wasn't followed why was he by himself he's not supposed to be by himself so originally originally he was not by himself and for some reason they take his they take his cellmate and remove him from the cell which leaves Jeffrey Epstein by himself okay Th- this this here, here here's 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 what I said okay because I want to say I want to say the files were released like Friday um I think I think it was Friday okay it was either Friday or Thursday. So pretty much, he's dead two days after. One or two days after. And you you mean to tell me that 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 nothing is suspected here? And here's what's even worse. Here's what's even worse. Authorities believe the multimillionaire financier hanged himself, a law enforcement source said. Um, the New York City Medical Examiner's Office hasn't determined his manner of death. Okay. Um, it 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 doesn't take it really doesn't take that long. It it seriously does not take that long. Um. I mean, seriously, this, this, this just doesn't make any, that something, something just, it just seems off. When I saw that, when I saw that, when I woke up and saw the headline Saturday morning and I saw that he was found dead, I was like, like instant, like in my heart and in my mind, I just, I just immediately thought something happened. He he didn't he didn't he did not do this to himself. It just it just it immediately felt wrong. And this this is this is just this is just it just seems off. It just seemed off with the timing of everything. Um, cause what? Cause here's what I told my parents. We were talking about this case in uh. I want to say it was, yeah, it was like mid-July. And I remember talking to my parents about it. We were talking about it at dinner one day. And um, we were just looking at it. 
we were just looking at the TV and watching, and I was like, you know, um, it was it was the day it was the day after he was found with injuries, and we were just looking at the news, and I told my parents I was just like I. I was like, don't be surprised if he does not make it out of July alive. It would, it, I told him it would be a miracle if he, if he gets into August in, in a state of being alive. Now we get to August 10th, 2019, and this man has a very sketchy death. I mean this is this is extremely sketchy. I don't I I don't even know how to describe it. Except except from sketchy, I don't I don't know who was behind it. Um but once once here's here's the thing. Once names are released and let's say let's say let's say it's completely false. Let's say a name is released that really has nothing to do with it with the whole situation. Just the speculation will make that person, that individual angry and make them get defensive and get them, you know, make them feel uneasy and stuff like that. So the names are released. And so here's what I think happened on a very basic level. Um, so pretty much what happened is they said, OK, well. Uh, these these people who 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 were supposedly in the mix they're probably thinking, you know what? Th- this this is only going to get worse. Only more is going to be exposed. Um, we 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 got to do something about this to you know either delay the process or create a diversion or just 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 a bunch of stuff. And th- this is this is just it's it's just off to me. It just I ca- I can't prove anything, but I'm telling you the timing just it doesn't seem right. It doesn't it didn't it didn't sit well with me the minute I read the headline. Everything everything was just too orchestrated, and then you know or not I shouldn't say orchestrated, but it just seemed so convenient. All the, all this is convenient. No witnesses. He's, how is he, I don't understand. If he's in a special unit where, you know, they're, they're, which is pretty much the suicide watch unit, how does he not have a cellmate? And how is he not, how, there's no, there's no video footage. And they, and they, and right now they can't determine his manner of death. That, that that's really all I'm gonna say about this. I'm not gonna say too much else. I think I think it's an absolute. Th- this is it's just an absolute mess. It's just an absolute mess. That's how I would describe this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. Where are they gonna go from here? I have no clue. Will they be? Um, will they be? I mean, are they gonna be looking at his, at the woman now, the one who he was like working with? That that's what it sounds like. I think I think they're gonna go in two directions. I think they're gonna try to keep uh, releasing more names with the files, and I think they're gonna shift the 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 spotlight onto the woman. That's what I think is gonna happen, but I don't know. Um, but uh, this is not going to end well for anybody involved. This is this is just. This is the plague. You just don't want to get a, you don't want to get near this. Um, that's all I got to say about this. All right. Um, my next topic, you know, I really haven't talked much about immigration on my podcast. I don't, I actually, I don't think I've ever talked about it. Um, but let me let me just I can't take it anymore. I I can't take it anymore with all with this garbage, man. Okay? This also is from CNN. Okay. 
this was released on Sunday, August 11th. Um, their parents were taken in Mississippi immigration raids. For these kids, the trauma is just beginning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. But I'm sure by, you know, by the sound of my voice, you guys can you can already tell how I'm going to feel about this. Uh, it, you know, some of you loyal listeners, you already know I'm going with this. You probably don't even, you probably don't even need to, you, you could pretty much guess the words that are going to come out of my mouth. Okay, here's the article. Uh, Priscilla is terrified her mom will be taken. Edna told her best friend she's scared ICE agents will come to their school. Juana keeps asking where her stepdad went. Meet these children of small towns in Mississippi. They are teenagers and toddlers, and for days they've been asking questions no one knows how to answer. How will we pay our rent now? Will I ever see my dad again? Will I be next? Okay, on Wednesday, helicopters hovered near their homes and hundreds of federal agents surrounded the poultry plants where their parents work, rounding up nearly 700 undocumented immigrants at seven sites. Federal officials touted the raids as a historic sweep and they warned their crackdown is far from finished. I want people to know that if they come to the United States illegally, they're getting out, President Trump told reporters Friday. They're going to be brought out and this serves as a very good deterrent. As videos of heartbroken children begging for their parents' release flooded America's airwaves, critics slammed the raids as yet another cruel immigration policy punishing kids for political gain. See, see, this is what this is what the left does. This is what the left does. The left will have a tendency, they'll try to pull on your you know, your heartstrings. They 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 won't they won't admit that these people are here illegally okay so what they do they show you images of sad kids they show you images of crying families they show you you know parents being pulled away from their children let me tell you something when you commit when you commit a crime you're sep- you're going to be separated from your family if you if you if you commit a crime where you need to be you know placed somewhere else this, this is a very common thing. If I go out and I go rob, say, okay, there's a Bank of America near my home. Say I go rob Bank of America down the street and then I come home. Okay, the police, they come to my home. They get me and they take me to jail. That that is me being separated from my family. It doesn't matter the tears that I cry. It doesn't matter the tears my family cries. It doesn't matter that you know all the commotion, all the screaming, all the all the names I call them. They separate me from my family because I am I came I committed a crime, and if it's serious enough, if it's a crime where you have to be put in prison or jail, that's what happens. These people know this these. It's just so frustrating when they when they when they talk about oh you know you're separating families, families are separated every day due to crime. This happens every single day. People commit a crime, they get caught, they get taken away from their family. That that's what happens. It's like it's like these it's like illegal immigrants are just they're just handed like free passes. And it's just like okay you know. You know, you have our pity, you know, it's so sad, it's unfair, it's inhumane, it's cruel. According to AOC, you know, these people are kept in, you know, concentration camps. Which, you know, if I were in an elevator with her, I would just ask her, I'd be like, okay, uh, Miss Ocasio-Cortez, do you even know what a concentration camp is? And, you know, do you... Or are you just, or are you just, you know, are you lying? Are you just trying to get people to feel bad? But it's, but illegal immigrants are seen, they're, they are given like a pass. If you come, when you come, when you go into a country illegally, there, there, there's, there's two ways to get into a country. Legally, 
or illegally. Th- those, those are the only two ways. Okay? So, those who come in legally, it's a long line, it's hard work, it's, it takes a lot of luck, um, it takes a pretty much a clean record and, you know, good reasons for coming over and a bunch of stuff. Okay, illegally coming over or going into a country involves, um, selfishness and, um, quote unquote desperation. And you know, you know, I'll give, I'll give these legal immigrants the benefit of the doubt here, okay? Let's, let's, let's say, let's say, you know, they're running from persecution and, you know, a bad life and the, you know, the mafia and mobs and gangs and all, all of the, all of that violence in Mexico, okay? Let's say that's true. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, they are entering these illegal immigrants who come in, you know, they, they enter illegally. That to do, to do something against the law is a crime. It's a crime. This, this is not, this is not rocket science. This is not anything profound. This is not anything deep. This is not anything you know, existential, this is very basic. You commit a crime, they find you, they get you, and they remove you, and they, they go and punish you. And see, the, and so they worded it as, okay, you're punishing the kids for this stuff. Really? I mean, could you twist it this way? Sure. Sure. I mean, that, this is, this is what happens. You know, you can, you can twist it pretty much any, any way you want. But I'm so, I'm so tired of hearing about, you know, stop separating families. This happens all, this has happened since the beginning of, you know, ever since, ever since the first idea of punishment or jail or anything like that where you remove someone from society. That's what happens. You have to, you have to separate the family. You know, even, you know, in the Bible, in the Bible, there were people where, you know, God instructed, God instructed the Israelites, okay, if any of you get leprosy, you are supposed to, um, cup your mouth and you are supposed to yell out, unclean, unclean. And you are supposed to be, you are supposed to separate yourself from society and be by yourself for an extended period of time until you are good. And then you can come back, show yourself to the priest, and then you do some, you know, you do some sacrifices. And then once he clears you, then you can, then you can rejoin the rest of society. Okay. Now, now that wasn't a crime, but what I'm saying is this stuff has been around for a long time. If you, if you, if you commit a crime, you're, you, and it's, and it's severe enough, you're going to be separated from your family. If I go out and I shoot and kill someone, I will be, I will be, they will, the police will find me, they will get me, they will remove me from my family, and they will put me in jail. It's a, it's a very basic process. This is not, this is not cruel, this is not inhumane, this is not cruel and unusual punishment. This is the law. This is very, very basic. The next day, officials announced some 300 undocumented workers who'd been detained in the operation were released on humanitarian grounds, many of them parents who are reunited with their children. The officials have pushed back, and I'm just going to say alleged, you know, so, I, I, well, I won't use alleged, supposed children and supposed parents. Because we, because remember, these people are undocumented. We don't know anything about these people. That, 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 that's what it is at the end of the day. You know, these, these people, <laughs> these people, uh, the left likes to, they don't, they don't like the word illegal aliens. They don't like the word illegal immigrants. They say, oh no, you need to say, you know, they're, 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 they're just undocumented. They're, you know, they're just, you know, they're just, they're not documented and, you know, they just, they'll call them immigrants or, you know, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll try to say anything. To make it seem not as not as bad as what they're doing, okay? 
So they take they take it, and it's like okay, you know, they're undocumented. Okay, call it undocumented. Do you know what undocumented means? That means you have a person who you know nothing about. There are no papers. There's no proof of their of them being who they who they claim to be. You're you're all you're saying undocumented workers. Okay, let okay. Let's just replace it. The next day, officials announced some three hundred question mark workers. You see these people. And you just you know you know nothing about them. You know you know you know nothing about. Where they come from, you don't know their name, you don't know if they are criminals, you don't, you don't know these people. These, these people, these people will come and they have no papers. They have no information on them. And information they do have, it may not even be real. And all you can do, pretty much what you can do, someone can come in, just have a child, and they see, so they go up to the border and they say, the agent will see the child with me, and and I'll, I can all I can do is just claim asylum, and they just they they take me, and they process me slowly, and you know you know. But what but what it is, you we don't know anything about these people. We don't, and you know you know people often try they get mad at the United States. Um, you know, saying, oh, you know, these are people, you know, they have needs, you know, they have basic human rights. I ask, I ask you this. Let's say, let's say, okay, you have a home. You may have an apartment, you may have a condo, you may have a, you may have a house, you may have a mansion. Um, but let's say you and your family are home one night. You are all eating. And I, um, let's say I, um, I find a hole in your fence and, um, I, I come through a window because I claim, you know, I've, you know, where I'm coming from, there are some problems and I'm trying to escape that. Okay. So now I'm in your home and, uh, you know, I say, uh, you know, um, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, here I am, um, help me. Okay. I have just illegally come onto your property and I've illegally just entered, I've, I've illegally come onto your land and I've illegally entered your home or your, or your, your place of residence. Is my reasoning, are you just going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, dog, you know, we're eating dinner right now, come on over. Yeah, come on, you know, you can, you can sit right next to my wife. You can sit right next to my, you can sit right next to my, 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 uh, my young daughter right there. Yeah, p- just pull up a seat and, you know, get, you know, we'll get you a plate, you know, we'll make you feel comfortable. Um, it, it, w- w- would you do that? Would you do that? You know nothing about me. You don't know my name. You may ask me, let's say, let's say this. Let's say you go for it and you say, oh, what's your name? I could give you any name. I could give you any name. I could literally just come into your home with street clothes on, with no wallet, no social security card, uh, no passport, no nothing. And you're supposed to just take me in and just be like, hey, yeah, come on in, dog. Yeah, you know, we, you know, we have some food for you and then, you know. When you're done, you know, you can sit down, relax, and, you know, you can go, you know, you can go and, uh, you can go use our shower, and then, uh, we've got, we've got a spare bed for you. Would, would you do that? We look at this on a macro level. Look at this on a micro level. Would you just let someone who you have no idea who they are, Know nothing. You you know nothing about them. You don't know. You don't. You you know squat. Would you just let them into your home, and you know sing to them, be our guest? I mean, come on, people. You know, you know you 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 make the left tries to look at this and just you know America's just so bad. Do you know what would happen if I if I went into Mexico illegally? Do you know what they would do? 
they would deport me. They would do that. Go into any country illegally. See what happens. See what happens. Just, 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 just let me know what happens. Stop, stop painting the United States in a way where it's like, oh, you know, you know, we're like, you know, we're like Nazi Germany or, you know, we're like, uh, you know, we're like Russia with, you know, gulags and we just have these people just working and they're, they're trapped and these people. And, and you, and you guys may say, oh, you have no compassion. Okay. Okay. Let, let's say, let's say I don't have compassion. Does that, does, the, the, the case is still the same. The case is still the same. You know nothing about these people. Do you remember, do you guys remember, do you guys remember, um, uh, the purge? Where, um, you know, the family, the wealthy family, you know, the nice, you know, mom, you know, she's really good looking. You know, she's exercising, the family's doing their thing, you know, they've pretty much caged themselves in. And then you have the son, the, the, the brilliant son who brings up the protection from around the house and tells the guy that these people are chasing, come on in, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll save you. I mean, I mean, is, is that what we're supposed to do as the United States? Just be, just be like, yeah, come on, come all. Um, you know, just, 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 just come right on in and do your thing and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. Is, is that, is that what we're supposed to do? These, these people, you guys, you guys are looking at this completely the wrong way. You're looking, you're looking at it completely, you, you, you're shedding the wrong light on this. The next day, officials announced some 300 undocumented workers who'd been detained in the operation were released on humanitarian grounds. Many of them parents who were reunited with their children. The officials have pushed back against accusations they were deliberately harming children. What? Stressing that they went out of their way in cases where both parents had, where both parents had been detained to make sure there was at least, to make sure one of them was released. They were deliberately harming children. See, they just pull on your, they just, that's what the left does. They try to pull on your heartstrings. They, they, they take away, they take away, you know, all, all fact and objectivity. And things like that, and they just say, "Look at this. Look at this. Look at they 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 appeal to emotion. That's what they do." But those reassurances brought little comfort to this part of Central Mississippi, where some restaurants and stores now sit eerily empty, and church meeting halls are packed with people desperate for answers. In an uncertain time, only one thing seems certain: this is just the beginning. The nightmare isn't over," says. Tony Caldwell, a licensed clinical social worker who's spending the weekend leading trauma counseling sessions for children here. Trauma is a lifetime journey, and the journey started in the past 48 hours for some of these kids. And it'll be with them for the rest of their, for the rest of their lives in some way. Uh, Priscilla Mateo has been struggling to sleep. Her mom was released Wednesday night, but the 16-year-old says she's haunted by details her mom told her about the raid at the Pico Foods plant where she worked in Canton, Mississippi. And she's even more frightened that any that at any moment her mom could be taken again, and that she won't be able to do anything to stop it. She rattles off the details the raid she she lived she rattles off the details about the raid like she lived them herself, how there was nowhere to hide, how a few people were so afraid that they fainted, how others' feet were were tied so closely together when federal agents escorted them to buses that they had to take baby steps and could barely climb the stairs. It is a scene she had replayed in her mind over and over since she had, since she heard her mom describe it. They treat animals better than they're treating my parents and other parents. They should be they should be treated better than that, she says. They're just trying to live. They're just trying to get things for their children. Yep, see, this is this is what they do. She wanted she won't talk about how how they're illegal. She won't oh no, she won't do that. She won't discuss how her parents and possibly her too broke the law. I don't know about this individual case. If if she too is undocumented, but it's like okay, 
Oh, she's a citizen. Okay. Yeah. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, she's a citizen. But the case is still the same. She she won't she will not admit. She will not admit that her parents broke the law. You broke you, be objective here. I understand. I understand. I look at it this way. If my parents if my parents, let's say, let's say they committed a crime. Okay? And I saw them and I saw them being taken away. Let's say, you know, just as, just as, you know, it was described. Um I would be I'd be upset, but I but part of me would have to be like, "Well, when you when you commit a crime, this this is what happens." This is what happens. Priscilla says her mom has lived in the United States for 19 years. All four of her children were born in the U.S. And she's pushing them to get the education she never got in Guatemala. Priscilla is trying. She went back to school on Friday even though it was tough. She didn't want to miss another day. But things felt different. Kids who used to be talkative seemed quiet and withdrawn. A friend wasn't there when the teacher called attendance in, in, their, in, their, seventh grade, in their seventh period anatomy class. She texted him that night to ask where he was. I don't want to go to school anymore. I don't want to go somewhere without knowing where my mother is, he replied. I'm scared that they may not let her go. Priscilla says her life has changed too. The day her mom was taken, she scrambled to help her dad take care of her three siblings and her own daughter. Wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. I just, wait, wait a second, hold on. Priscilla says her life has changed too. The day her mom was taken, she scrambled to help her dad take care of her three siblings and her own daughter. So Priscilla, she's got a kid. Wow. I mean, this is just some interesting stuff. This is, this is amazing. I mean, wedlock. Wedlock. This is, this is, this is amazing. This is, this is amazing. That, wow. See this 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 is what they try to do to you. They they just try to pull on your heartstrings and you can't let them do that. You have to focus on the on what happened. At the end of the day, these people committed a crime. That's what they did. When you illegally enter a country, that's a crime. If you go somewhere where you are not supposed to be, you will be punished in some form or fashion. Or you will be removed from the place where you are not supposed to be. Yesterday, her mom, worried she'll be detained again, told Priscilla she needs to learn to cook more things in case it falls to her to feed the rest of their family. So I'm taking up the responsibility, Priscilla says. And that is a good lesson to know. You need to know how to cook. You should, you know, I was, you know, you know, I learned, okay, you should have three things that you can cook. This is just a side note. There should be three meals that you can cook for each for each meal of the day. You should have three things that you can make for breakfast, three three things you can make for lunch, three things you can make for dinner. And dessert you can throw that in there too. But um what her mother said is some if this is true, isn't this is good advice. You yeah, you gotta know how to cook. Um, because one day you're going to be by yourself and you got to know how to take care of yourself and feed yourself. And, you know, if you want to go on a date and, you know, take someone out, you know, you want to cook for them. You got to know how to cook so you don't kill the person while they're sitting across from you. Tony Caldwell has spent decades with helping traumatized children, many of whom were abandoned or orphaned. See, they don't talk about the parents. They don't talk about the crimes that were committed. They talk about the children. That's all that matters. This is even worse in some ways, the social worker says on a break between counseling sessions at a Mississippi church. The level of grief in the group work I just did, it's off the charts. As much grief as I've ever seen in the room. Because there are just so many reasons to grieve. It's so fresh and it's so not over. Let me say something. You know, some of these kids I feel bad for. Some of these, you know, some of these... Some of these people, I feel bad for, you know, some of these illegal immigrants who come over, some of them I do genuinely feel bad for. But I, but you have to be objective and you have to understand and admit and say and look at this through the lens that they broke the law. 
when you break, when you, when you do an action, you have to accept the consequences, all the possible consequences of that action. It's not like, it's not like they knew, it's not like they didn't know that they weren't illegal. Every day they were probably living in fear, just thinking, you know what, today could be my last day, you know, with my family. Today could be my last day in America, you know, I may never see my, my family again. That is a risk you're willing to take when you, when you take your, when you take your wife or you take your spouse or you take your, uh, child and you go into a country illegally. When you do that, you say, you know what? I look at the pros, I look at the cons and you know what? I say, you know what? The pros are worth it. The cons are possible, but there's more pros than cons. Let's do it. And so when the, when, when, when this happens, it's like, hey, I, you can't, I mean, it may be unfortunate, it may be sad to see, but if you look at it through, if you look at it through the eyes of objectivity, this was, this is, this is really just, this is what happens when you break the law. This is what happens when you break the law. In addition to their fears about what could happen to their families, he says, children are sharing stories of being bullied at school because of their backgrounds. Some of these kids have been going back to school trying to keep some kind of rhythm and normalcy, and they're being bullied and mistreated there. They're not safe anywhere, he says. You know, some kids are hiding in their house and Frank style right now because they're so afraid to leave. The trauma is manifesting in countless ways here. Yes, that, yes, yes, yes. That can happen. You know, you know, I love Anne Frank. I love her diary. But according to the, according to the law, and I'm not saying the Nazis were, the Nazis were right in this. But because they because they were in control of the government, they had control of the laws, and so the laws said, "Okay, Jew, you know, pretty much." I'm summarizing here: no Jews. Okay, so the Frank family was breaking the law, and so they had to do this. They had they had to hide to protect themselves. Okay, and this right here, you know, you try to you try to relate it to Anne Frank. It's like okay. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous, it's just ridiculous that they try to pull on these harshings and they show you these, these photos and stuff like that. And it's just, it's absolutely, it's absolutely, it's just, oh God. You, you, just be objective people. It can, it can be tempting to look at this through the, through the eyes of a child or through the eyes of a quote unquote victim. These people knew what they were getting into. These people, these people knew the possibilities of what could happen. They knew this was a risk. They knew it was possible. I, I may never see my family again if I do this. When, when I go in there, I won't, I won't, I won't be able to live normally. I won't be able to, after, you know, watch my back and, you know, keep checking over my shoulder. Um, I won't be able to rest that easy. But, but to them, it's worth, that is worth the, the discomfort and the, um, the, the hardship is worth being in America. Edna Perez, 14, clutches a white stuffed teddy bear that says, Jesus loves me. As she thinks about the last time she heard her dad's voice, about how she may never see his little red car in their driveway again. About how she laughed when he chased her and her little sisters around the house. She's only spoken on the phone once with him since he was detained. She panicked when she heard a guard telling him to say bye-bye. She shouted in the phone telling him not, not to sign anything. She's worried he didn't hear her. So, you know, I just want, I just really want my dad to come back, she says. He does everything. My mom doesn't know how to drive. She doesn't know what to do right now. My dad knows. He takes us to the nurse if we get sick. He takes us, he takes care of us all the time. Edna and her best friend Emily have always had this in common. This week they shared something they never wanted to. She called me and then she told me my mom was taken away. Then I told her my dad was taken away. We were crying together, Edna recalls. I told her, maybe don't go to school. Maybe the ICE people are going to go to our school. They might take us too. That is a possibility. If you are illegal. Um, that, that's really enough for this story. I, I hope you guys see my point here. 
of, you know, this is, is it, is it unfortunate? Yes, I have, I have compassion for these people. But at the end of the day, there's a law and you, you chose to break the law. You chose to break the law. It's just that simple. Okay, my next story is really frustrating. Okay, this is from the New York Post. This, this, this is disgusting. This, this is a disgusting. I, I don't. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read, I'm just gonna read the headline. Nursing home staffers busted after video shows them taunting dementia patient. Two Illinois nursing home aides were arrested after filming themselves taunting a 91-year-old woman with dementia and then posting the disturbing video on Snapchat. The clip shows elderly Margaret Collins clearly in distress at the Abington of Glenview as she repeatedly tries to throw off, throw off, throw off a hospital gown that keeps being put on top of her. Margaret hates gowns, the, the video caption stated alongside two laughing emojis, according to CBS Chicago. That was their that was their disturbing form of entertainment, Colin's daughter, Joan Beeble, told the station. I sorry if I butchered your name. If they're in her room, they should have been there for they should have been there for a reason to help her, a sister, not to not to exploit her and threaten her and demean her and post it on social media. Um okay. The alleged cruel certified nursing assistants. Brian Cortez and Jamie Montessa were charged with misdemeanor disorderly conduct and are due in court later this month, according to the reports. Abington said it is also immediately terminated the pair for violating our standards and policies when it found the video filmed late last year. Collins' family is now suing the home and staffers for $1 million over the incident. Their lawyer, Margaret Battersby Black, Margaret Battersby Black said, is that a real name? That's amazing. Okay. The suit was filed in Cook County Circuit Court. Not only did Collins not get the, sh- the care she needed, but she got bullied and taunted instead, Black told CBS. They had two staff members who were in her room for the sole purpose of playing a sick game. This is what I have to say to these individuals. People... I, th- this this to me is just disgusting. These two individuals chose a career where you deal with people who um, are not always in a consistent state. You deal with people with dementia, and you know you have that. My grandma, um, my my maternal, I mean, excuse me, my my paternal grandmother. Uh, she is she has dementia, and my uncle. My uncle takes care of her. And, you know, there are times where she, you know, she's all fine and dandy. And, you know, she she knows who she is. She knows where she is. She knows who my uncle is. And then at the snap of a finger, bang. Where am I? Who are you? Where's my husband? Um, You know, I, you know, it's time for church. It's time for me to go to church. You know, I want to get, I want to get out of the house. And so these people, they're, you know, they are, they're not in they're not healthy and they're not okay. But you, but you, you two individuals, you two, Brian Cortez and Jamie Montessa, you chose this profession and you knew, you knew what would happen at this. And so, uh, you, you knew the kind of work you're getting into, but here, you know, you just, you, you torture the woman and she, you're, the mind is already tortured enough. It's already tortured enough when you have dementia because it's a scary thing. Imagine, imagine, just imagine you not knowing who you are. Imagine not knowing where you are. Imagine not knowing what time it is. Imagine not knowing what year it is. Imagine not knowing who, uh, imagine not knowing who your spouse is. Imagine not knowing who your kids are. These people, these people, you know, it they suffer in their minds already. And then these two disgusting, contemptible, execrable individuals, Brianne Cortez and Jamie Montessa, you, you two come along. This is disgusting. And this is just outrageous. 
I'm glad you got fired. Um, I don't know what you guys think you're going to do in your future or anything like that. Um, but your best bet is to start a business. Just, just, just do a business where no one really has to check your background. And because here's the thing, if you, anything you apply for, they're going to ask for recommendations. They're going to ask for work history. And they're going to call these people, you know, who you used to work for, and they're going to say why why you were fired. That you just 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 contemptible. I have just disgusting. I have I have no respect. I have no respect for these two individuals. No respect for these two individuals. And it's just it just it just it angers me. This this really angers me. This is this is disgusting. Not because, not because of my grandmother, but because this is a job that you were supposed to do. Your job is to take care of these people in the, in their dying days, in their last days. This is your job. This is your job. This is the career that you chose. But no, you don't want to do that. You decide to torture these people and torment them and make fun of them and post video, you know, post humiliating, humiliating videos on them, of them online. That's, that's outrageous. That's outrageous. I, I, hope i hope you 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 reap the full consequences of your actions that's what i hope happens to you that's what i hope happens to you it's it's just outrageous it's outrageous and you know that's that's just not okay and i and here here i i would like to give the uh the the family some advice here that's suing for 1 million dollars I would sue these two people. Do do it do a civil suit on these on these on these individuals. This this is this is unacceptable because because yes, you know, these two these two people were under were under the company and the company is responsible, but these two individuals are most responsible for their actions. They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing, but they didn't care. They thought it was funny, they thought it was comical, they thought it was cool, and they decided to post it on social media. That is outrageous. I, 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 you will reap the full consequences of your actions. And that is really all that matters.